All right, week one, uh, episode one, whatever we call it, with Jared and Brandon. Yeah. It's just us this week. It's just us. Some weeks we'll have more than just us. Yeah. They got to make the cut, though. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Put them through a rigorous test. <laughs> we, might, we might drop a bowl of Skittles from the roof like we did the ones out oh, and see if you could catch the most. Goodness. That's, I think you should. Like, you can only be on this podcast if you can catch more than me. How many did you catch? 48, and that's impressive. 48 Skittles from 50 feet. Yeah, because Brandon Sloan only caught 13, and he thought he did really well. But he had more lodged in his skin than you did. <laughs> Which we should have counted as I mean, a technically, <laughs> they had to fall further to hit me, though. So they That's true. More velocity. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Amazing. So last night we had uh, a roundtable forum on Established, and yeah, it was awesome. First one, yeah. First one, yeah. Really great. Yeah, great night. Bigger turnout than we expected. Yeah. So that's pretty It was amazing. more than three. More than three. But we exist for, for the, the one. one. That's right. <laughs> that's right. So even if there's just one, it's worth it. Um, amazing. Now, I'm excited about this for our church, and yeah. it's coming in a critical time where uh, we need to understand our foundation mm-hmm. and what we're established on. So this week we talked about the doctrine of revelation, Yep. and uh, that's a pretty big topic. Yeah. Uh, somehow you managed to tackle it in roughly 30 minutes. Very quickly. <laughs> yeah, and and I heard you did a great job. Well, I hope so. I was over with the students, yeah, so were. I missed out, but yeah. You know. But still super important. Through the grapevine. Yeah. I heard it was awesome. <laughs> so, what it what is this? The yeah. doctrine of revelation. That sounds really big and epic and hard to understand. So, help us yeah. maybe help us understand. Well, let me see if I can try. Doctrine of Revelation is not the book of Revelation, the last book in our Bible. Good start. Um, so that it doesn't have to be too terrifying because a lot of times that is confusing and terrifying yeah. Yeah. and amazing all at the same time. But Doctrine of Revelation, as simply put, is, is how God has revealed himself to us, um, which is amazing if you really think about that idea that God has revealed himself yeah. to the world. Mm-hmm. Um, that he's made himself known to his people and to all people, really. Um, and and you, can sub, you can put this in two subcourt categories, which there's general revelation, mm-hmm. which is um, how God, God's given his knowledge or given the knowledge of he exists to all creation. And so when you think of um, the mountains or a sunset or seeing all the stars in the sky or standing at the Grand Canyon, you have this feeling of, wow, I really am insignificant and that's meant to point you to why there's something bigger that God exists and you see that all throughout scripture in Psalm 19 Romans 1 talks about it Acts 14 Paul and Barnabas use the idea of God revealing himself through creation as a apologetic defense and so it's massive for us to understand that God has made his presence known his existence known to all people so when you think general revelation that's what you're thinking about and then special revelation to subcategories under that one. Um, he reveals himself through Scripture, that he's given us a book mm-hmm. um, that reveals who God is. And that's pretty amazing that God has yeah. revealed, has answered all the questions that need to be answered in that book about who he is. Yeah, That's crazy. It is crazy. It's crazy. And then um, he's revealed himself through the person of Jesus, Um and the second category is he reveals himself through Jesus and in the incarnation that God put on flesh. And, um, and when you think of Jesus, you, you see who God is. 
uh, JT English says that God is exactly as Jesus does, which I love that quote, mm-hmm. um, but that he, and you see it in John 1, 14, that he puts on flesh yeah. and becomes, yeah, God amazing. puts on flesh, which is so cool. So uh, Doctrine of Revelation really quickly summed up, that's what it is. It's how God reveals himself to the world, and, and you see it in those like three ways, really. Yeah, I love I love all of that. First of all, yeah. but let me focus on one thing that I love Please about do. it <laughs> is you're talking about the Bible and how amazing it is that God has answered every question yeah. that we need to know. And sometimes that's that's hard for mm-hmm. us to believe because maybe we ask a question that we want to know that God hasn't revealed through his scripture and it, yeah. you know, it gets a little bit like, but it's, it's important for us to realize that he is the author That's exactly. and he knows exactly what we need to know yep. before we even yeah. dream of thinking about what we need to know. It's wild. And so talking about the Bible and uh, how this is God's word to us and how it is perfect and it's supreme source of truth. How do we get that? I mean, maybe a dumb question, but I want to ask it. How did we get the Bible? Yeah, it's a great question. It's something I don't think I had ever thought about um, in my faith. Like, I just was handed a Bible as a kid and and just kind of took that for what it's worth, which I love that kind of simple faith. But um, I think it's important for us to understand because this is what the world is using to come after Christians is, well, you have this Bible um, and you really don't even know where it came from or can you actually be confident that the words that are in it are actually from God. And so when you think about this, you, you would think through the, the Bible, which before we even like dive into that, I want us to think about this. The Bible is consist it consists of 66 different books. You have 39 old Testament, 27 new Testament books. It was written over, um, over 2000 years. Um, in Crazy. three different languages, Hebrew, Greek, and Aramaic, um, on three different continents with 40 different human authors, all inspired by one, the Holy Spirit, but 40 different authors, and it all tells one story. Mm-hmm. And that's just amazing that we have something that over that course of time <laughs> in different languages, different places, over so many different centuries, like, and it all points to one person, that's Jesus. But when you think of like, how did we get it? It's this idea of the word canon, which in the word, that canon or that word canon in Greek would mean measuring um, or measure or rule, measuring stick almost mm-hmm. like. And they use that word because it was, it went through this process to figure out how do you deci- decide what his um, God inspired. And so um, it, it's this really cool thing like in... Um, to really just point at the New Testament, because the Old Testament canon was, is really not that um, debated against, um, mm-hmm. because the, all of the Jews, even at the time of Jesus, all the Pharisees, Sadducees, all the religious leaders, and Jesus agreed upon that they had the text correct. Mm-hmm. What was in the temple was correct. But the New Testament is where it kind of gets hairy for a lot of people, but um, they're, they've gone through these process to see that they these books that were written, these letters that were written by men were authoritative and credible. And so if you think about that in different categories of how they measured that, is they would make sure they wanted to know that they were written by either apostles, men that God had, um, that Jesus had charged with authority. They had been given authority to carry out his work. Um, so apostolic um, authority or closely related to an apostle. So when you think of the book of Luke or 
He also wrote Acts, or you think of Hebrews or Jude and these different books that weren't written by apostles, but they were written by close mm-hmm. opinions. The early church said, well, these are inspired by God there mm-hmm. because they've been given apostolic authority. Um, or so, and they were all written in the first century when there would have still been eyewitnesses alive that yeah. would have seen these um, accounts, like mm-hmm. in the four gospels. Um, they would have been able to say, no, 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 that didn't happen, or or be able to confirm it, which they did with Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, our four Gospels. Um, and then they lack embellishments. So there's been these Gospels, Gospels and quotes um, that have been discovered um, that have these crazy embellishments of the person of Jesus. And like as crazy as that, Jesus comes out of the tomb and he's a giant, his head's in the sky kind of thing. And then the cross follows him and the cross speaks, Whoa. which is weird and doesn't make any sense. Or even um, one... Was one that in b- the Passion of the Christ? I don't think so. Uh, not, not, the, <laughs> not the one I watched um, when we rented out a movie theater. Is the Passion of the Christ holy and inspired word of God? I don't think so. Okay, just to clarify. I don't, I don't think so. We can edit that out. Yeah, yeah, um, But... Um, I love Mel Gibson. I mean, For the he, most part. He's, he's had he's at a time. <laughs> or is it Jim Caviezel? Or they're both in it? Well, Mel directed it. Oh, okay. So he was the director. Jim, of Jimmy Caviezel. I think he was Jesus in that. He was Jesus. What a, what a role to play, man. Like, how do you live up to that? You can't. <laughs> um, but anyway, so they lack embellishments. And even these... Um, and these are the, the embellishments. We're thinking like the Gospel of Thomas and the Gospel of Peter, Mary and Judas. And, and these aren't books that scholars, Christian scholars actually believe were written by those people, but someone tagged that name on it to try to give it credibility. And um, and they were, when you look at them and you go back in the history, history of that, they weren't written in the first century. Hmm. Um, earliest is maybe second century, more like fourth century and later on. And, um, but anyway, so they and they were recognized. So the books that we have in the New Testament, the twenty-seven books, were recognized as authoritative by the early church. That there were books that aren't in our Bible that were helpful, but they didn't recognize them as inspired. And there's a there's all kinds of resources to dive deeper into um, the arguments and how they actually came to these books. But ultimately, those like those four points. Um, it's good. Kind of solidify how we got it. It's good. I I love. Uh, not to get you off. Did I interrupt? Okay. No. All right. I love last night when you were talking about the Bible and mm-hmm. why it's important. You you made a statement that said it is God breathed, mm-hmm. but it is also God breathing. Yep. Man. Unpack that. Was that your statement? It isn't my statement. Okay. I wish I could claim it. Okay. Um, but there's nothing new under the sun. That's so, a fact, yeah. Um, I want to uh, either give that to Jen Wilkin or JT English, but I would say they gave it, or they would give it to someone else. But yeah, I mean, that God breathed it. He inspired it to a human author to pen it. So he spoke to Paul. Paul wrote it down, or he spoke to Matthew, and Matthew wrote it down, or Isaiah, or Jeremiah, or whatever. But that it's still actively working today. Yeah. Um, that when I open up my Bible and I read through the prophet Isaiah, or I read through even Leviticus, like God's still breathing through that. He's still in, he's still using it to 
um, he wants inspired it to be written, but he's still inspiring us to live by it and mm-hmm. be challenged by it and, and molded by it. And and I think so often why it's so important for us to understand this doctrine, to get doctrine of revelation, like how God revealed himself to the world is, man, if we want to know him, like if, we re- like if our heartbeat is to know God and be known by God, then we've got to be in the word that he's breathed out to yeah. us, but that he might breathe into us with it. And, um, and so... That's how he speaks to us. Yeah, um, I, I quoted John Piper last night too. Like, you know, you always hear like, "I wish God would just speak to me." Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or if He could just give me that burning bush or write it in the sky, kind of thing. And I love J- John Piper says, "If you want to hear God speak, read your Bible out loud," which is just amazing because like that's <laughs> God's already spoken, and He's already done the amazing miracle of giving us His Word. Amazing. Read it out loud. Read it out loud. Open and read it. Imagine that, opening it and reading it. Yeah. Even if you didn't read it out loud, just opening it and reading it. Yeah. Like what would happen? Yeah. It's good. It is good. How, um, okay, so sometimes we think about these big, broad concepts, yeah. and it's easy to sit back and look at them as pie in the sky, like 30,000 feet type of things. And it's hard to see them on the ground level of how they actually affect mm-hmm. our day-to-day life. And so I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that are asking that question, like, okay, you use a lot of big words. Yeah. I don't know how to spell doctrine or revelation. Are there two <laughs> E's or three? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so how does it affect my life, yeah. BB? Talk to me about that. Yeah. Well, it's to go to the Bible, John seventeen three, Jesus says, and this is eternal life, that we may know you, the one true God and Jesus Christ whom you've sent. And like this idea of like, this is eternal life. What we're all after is life with God, is that we might know him. And so the Bible is important because it's the only place that we can know him. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't know God without reading the Bible and understanding who Jesus is. Like he he's not just showing up in the clouds. Like he's done the work. This is how he's decided to reveal himself to the world through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And there's crazy stories, but they all point back to Jesus and mm-hmm. in, in the Bible. They're all being directed back to his word. And so I think it's important. You can think through it with this phrase. It affects your life because if you get the Bible wrong, you're going to get Christ wrong, mm-hmm. which is massive. Like you don't understand the Bible, you will misunderstand Christ. You'll start living in these false narratives of or false gospels. And if you get Christ wrong, you're going to get your whole life wrong. You'll get eternal life wrong. And um, that's one of my biggest fears in ministry is that there's a lot of people that treat the Bible cheaply. And as a result of that, they got Jesus wrong. And as re- if the end of their life, they still have Jesus wrong, then we know that their eternal destination is hell. Yeah. And so we have to take that serious. So yeah. we have to take the Bible serious. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, that's what I think. Yeah. And if we're not being discipled as the Bible is the firm foundation, as Jesus and how we know Jesus, then um, we'll be discipled in a worldly view of Christ, Yeah, which is a no view of Christ. I love, I love how you talked about, because earlier we talked about special and general revelation. And yeah. so we, of course... We believe that God is revealing himself to us through nature and mm-hmm. through these different things, but constantly we need to be looking back to the canon, which yeah. we identified and defined. Yeah. We didn't. The the Greek, yeah, yeah. whoever they were, yeah. identified it and defined it as the measuring stick, right? Yeah. The ruler. The This is 
And so whether it starts there or whether it finishes there with the canon, Mm -hmm. (laughs) the holy and inspired word of God is still the measuring stick, right? If you see him through nature, see him through the Bible and Mm -hmm. make sure it lines up, right? We're not looking for a cloud shaped like a certain somebody. (laughs) Right. We're looking to make sure that it lines up with his word. When you think about these questions that so many people are asking, like, what's God's will for my life? Or if God would just give me a sign, like he has... And it's his Bible, and it's his word, and it's pointing us to the person of Jesus. And all pages, every page in the Bible points us to Jesus, because he's our only hope. Yeah. And he's the only thing we need to know. And, um, and instead of looking for that sign, if we would just turn to Jesus, and instead of just allowing creation to be our only wonder, like the only like amazement we have of God, like it should just be the glimpse that we have of God, and, and the Bible be the it's still a mystery, right? Like Paul sure. still calls it a mystery, but like it's the full picture of how, of what he's decided to uh, disclose to us. Yeah. Which is just amazing. Like it should be something that every Christian should love. It's not just meant one thing I wanted to say last night and I wanted our people to hear was it's not just for the pastors or the smart leader or the leaders of the church. Like anyone can open this book and read it. Um, uh, a quote for um, that I've seen from Augustine that it's shallow enough for the infant in the, but it's also deep enough for the elephant to swim in. And so, like that idea, of like yeah, I mean, like say it again. It's shallow enough for the infant, but deep, deep enough, enough for, for the, the elephant. elephant. And so, on. like it has something for everyone, and it's not just for a select few. It's good. It's good. We we. Uh, Another thing you said last night, to not be discipled by the Bible is to be mm. discipled by something else. I think that's a critical point that we need to, to grapple with. Yeah. Because it, right now, we've got a lot of things that are trying to disciple us. For sure. You know, we follow a lot of accounts on social media. We follow the news. We follow, we're constantly receiving information. Mm-hmm. And like it or not, that information is producing a follower mm-hmm. in us. And so... Talk to me about that a little bit, how important it is to be discipled by the Bible and not something else. Yeah, I think sometimes we just, um, we take the word discipled and it becomes just this churchy word, Mm -hmm. but it just means to be a student. Yeah. Um, And we're all students of something. We're all learning. We're all learners. Um, So what that word disciple means is means to be a learner. And and we're all being fed things, whether Mm -hmm. it's um, from the news or... It's just social media or just our surroundings. Like everyone is being molded in some fashion. And if we're not as Christians ultimately being molded by what scripture says about who God is, then the world will say, this is what God is, or this, there's no God. And the world's trying to press that agenda on us, or he's whatever you want him to be kind of thing. There's, Hmm. which is the nonsense idea of there's, um, there's no one truth. It's whatever your truth is, Hmm. your truth and my truth is my truth, which is, by definition, not like doesn't make any sense. Like truth is truth, and so um, we want we want our people when they think of God to not. This is what the world says, and this is how it's pressed on my life. It's no, this is what God has said about Himself. Yeah, and and I and I'm going to stand on that. And so we want even when people open the Word or listen to someone communicate the Word to be able to go. Does the Word actually say that, mm-hmm. and be able to defend? the doctrine of revelation with the doctrine of revelation of God's word. And so, um, 
to not be a disciple. Like, there's plenty of people out there trying to um, say this is who Jesus is, and it's lacking what Jesus actually says about himself. And and so, um, yeah, we've got to be careful that when we're being discipled to be followers of Jesus, it's actually what Jesus was teaching yeah. and, and who he is. And so, yeah, yeah, it's good. And eternity hangs in the balance. So yeah, this, absolutely. Is a, this is an important mission and the most important message. Uh, and so that's why we're doing this. That's why we're excited to bring this to all three of our listeners, yeah. or even if there's one. We exist for the one. 